Hi there, this is Fiona from IELTSETC.com and Members Academy. This is a podcast which helps you prepare for IELTS while you get on with your busy life. This week we're focusing on another reading because people keep asking me about how they can match uh, paragraphs with headings or statements. So today's all about matching paragraphs with statements and we'll talk about the best ways of doing that. Um, Last week, I actually published the reading so that you could do it before you listened to the podcast. This week, I'm going to do it slightly differently and I'm going to ask you for a very big favour, please. Um, I will publish the reading so you can do it by yourself first. But I'd like to ask you for something in return, if you don't mind. Um, If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you'll see that you can leave a review. And at the moment, I have zero reviews, even though 800 people listen to this on a daily basis and tell me that they find it really useful. So I finally managed to get my husband to to leave a five star review and my son. Um, But I need a few more. Um, So if you put a five-star review for me in the Apple Podcasts review section and then take a screenshot of your review and send it to me, then I will send you this reading so that you can do it yourself before you listen to the answers. Remember, the benefits of my readings is that they're not just um, readings that that you can download from the Internet. They're different. They have answers and they have highlighted, colour coded reasons for the answers. And they also have a vocabulary section with key and important vocabulary that you need to learn for the exam. And that, of course, comes from my mind maps, which you can download totally for free on my website. So to review, I would like you please, if you'd like a copy of this reading with the answers and explanations and vocabulary, I would like you to leave me a five star review on Apple Podcasts and then take a screenshot of it and then send it to me somehow. You could either send it to me by messenger um, or you could post it on Facebook, Facebook uh, IELTS ETC, the Facebook group, or you could send it to me on Instagram, which is also IELTS ETC, or you could email it to me. Um, and you can find my email if you go onto the website and go to the contact form, you can email me that way. And then I will send you the full reading um, with. Um, answers, explanations and vocabulary. Hope that's okay. Right, let's get started. So the title of this reading is called Cowrie Gum and the subtitle is A Piece of New Zealand's History. So the title already tells us that this will be a factual history. What, why is that important? Well, if it's a factual history, it will generally go in chronological order, starting from how the history began up until modern times. 
So this, knowing the structure of this kind of text can help you enormously, especially when you're matching statements or finding statements in the paragraphs. Because if you know that there's a natural progression from the past, the origi origins, the original start of the topic up until modern day, then that'll really help you quickly find information in the text. Now, uh, the other thing to notice about this is that it's a very typical um, vocabulary area. We've talked about this before. They often focus on New Zealand and Australia and on Aboriginal people. Um, so this is a key area of vocabulary and knowing a little bit about this today, it talks about the European settlers um, who came and worked with the original inhabitants of New Zealand, the Maori. Um, so these are always key issues in IELTS and you need to know about them. OK, so this is a story about the history of a kind of gum don't worry about vocabulary because if it's a keyword, they will explain it for you. And they say that the gum comes from the tree's sap. And in brackets, they say the thick liquid which flows inside a tree. So don't worry too much about vocabulary that you don't need to know because they will provide that for you or the answer will be uh, obvious from the surrounding uh, sentences. Um, there are uh, six paragraphs, A, B, C, D, E, F. Yes, that's right. Six paragraphs. And you have to match um, one, two, three, <laughs> six statements. Now, because there are six statements and six paragraphs, your immediate thought might be that each statement matches each paragraph. But this is not the case. Um, remember, that is paragraph heading. Today, we are not matching paragraphs, headings. We are matching statements in the text. So remember, 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 read the instructions. However many tests you do, read the instructions. These instructions say you may use any letter more than once. So there are six paragraphs and six statements. But actually, some paragraphs are not used in these statements and some paragraphs are used twice. It would be very unusual for a paragraph to be used more than twice, but it does happen. But with only six statements, um, probably you'll get the same paragraph used twice. And we will see how this works now. So quick summary of the reading just to help you just when you're listening to this. But of course, if you're going to do the reading first, do the reading first, definitely. But as we said, it's all about this gum called cowrie gum, which I had never heard of before. It comes from New Zealand and it says it plays an important role in New Zealand's history, as we've said. Um, so it starts by describing how the gum is formed. Of course, you can imagine. Then it talks about how that changes the quality of it, you know, if it comes um, from, you know, how the age of it and stuff like that. Um, then it starts to talk about how um, the gum was harvested 
And then it talks about what they used it for. So it talks about the Maori using it for chewing gum. Then as time progresses, it talks about how they exported it to England and Australia and how that affected the industry and the number of people who came, the diggers, the European settlers came to dig more. Um, They then talk about what they used all of this for. Um, They talk about, first of all, using it in the house. The gum could be used for varnish and for flooring. And then finally, as it becomes more recent times, they talk about Queen Victoria, um, the time of Queen Victoria using it for uh, jewellery. And finally, the last paragraph talks about uh, modern uses hardly ever used anymore, apart maybe for violins. And that's it. It's a typical history going from the start and the origins um, to the developments and to modern day uses. So let's look at the statements. The statement 28 asks us for an example of a domestic product made of high quality gum. So because it says domestic product, we'd immediately go to the paragraphs where it listed the uses of the gum in the home. But be careful because it actually says a high quality gum. So there's one use is for a low quality gum and the other is for high quality. So you need to make sure you identify that. And here's the sentence. It says, the first major commercial use of cowrie gum was in the manufacture of high-grade furniture varnish, a kind of clear paint used to treat wood. The best and purest gum that was exported prior to 1910 was used in this way. So not only do... That's it. So not only do you have um, the... First commercial use was used in furniture varnish. Furniture gives us a clue that it's domestic product. It also says the best and purest gum was exported, um, was used in this way. So it was the furniture, the domestic and the best and purest gum is uh, tells us that it was the made of the high quality gum. So the answer for that is paragraph E, as you will see when you get the reading. If you look at question 29, it asks for the factors affecting gum quality. So we talked about that introduction where it gives the background of the gum and what it is and where it's found. And of course, that is where you will find the answer. It's in paragraph A. This is quite a long paragraph because there are many factors which affect the quality. It starts by saying gum fresh from the tree was soft and of low value, but most of the gum which was harvested had been buried for thousands of years. This gum came in a bewildering variety of colours, degree of transparency and hardness, depending on the length and location of burial, as well as the health of the original tree and the area of the bleeding. Highest quality gum was hard and bright, and was usually found at shallow depth on the hills. Lowest quality gum was soft, black or chalky and sugary, and was usually found buried in swamps where it had been in contact with water for a long time. Long periods in the sun or bushfires could transform dull cloudy lumps into higher quality transparent gum. 
So the fact that quality is mentioned so many times in that paragraph, the quality of the gum, the high quality where it's found, um, the sun affecting it, um, the burial, health of the tree, all of those are factors which affect the gum quality. So the answer is, of course, paragraph A, the first paragraph. Then we come on to question 30 and it asks us how cowrie gum is formed. Well, where do you think this will be? Of course, you're right. This will be in the first paragraph again. So don't be afraid to don't think, oh, my goodness, they won't have the same paragraph twice. They do. (laughs) And it's very clear that it comes from paragraph A. It says, after running from rips or tears in the bark of trees, the sap hardens to form the lumps of gum, which eventually fall to the ground and are buried under layers of forest litter. The bark often splits where branches fork from the trunk and gum accumulates there also. So there's a lot of vocabulary there, but you don't need it. You know, the question is how gauri gum is formed. And really, you know, if you've practiced your task one writing, (laughs) um, you know, you've got this present simple, it hardens. That's a, a word formation we've talked about in our word formation list before. It hardens. Um, they fall to the ground, present simple, they are buried, present simple passive, under layers of litter. The bark often splits, present simple again, and the gum accumulates there, present simple again. So we've got this present simple tense telling us it's about a process um, which happens when the gum is formed. So even that language would help you to to guess or to find that answer very quickly and easily. So um, I'm going to stop there because I talked for a long time. Um, I'm going to do the the rest of the statements tomorrow. So just remember, if you'd like to try this test, um, please uh, get in touch with me this week only, because if you're listening to this next week, um, don't worry, the test will be on my website anyway. so if but if you're trying to do this this week then please let me know make me a nice review and send me a a screenshot of your review and i will immediately send you this um reading to do by yourself all right thanks again for listening today hope you have a great week bye for now bye